0: The power
1: Argus said you were coming. What else did he say? He said you were the best in the Parsec. Freeze! No! Drop your weapons! No, 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 pardon. Uh, sorry, I... didn't mean to alarm. this is Dr. Pershing. Please excuse his lack of decorum. His enthusiasm outweighs his discretion. Please lower your blaster. Have them lower theirs first. We have you four to one. I like those odds. And welcome to Free Your Geek. I am your host, Jay Free, and back by popular demand, we have Saul. Saul, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about some... Uh, we, the name of this episode is also going to be Sol, as you just brought up. Brilliant idea. Streaming online. We're going to be talking about all the different services. We're here in the Fortress of Solitude again. Uh, and we're going to be talking... Uh, specifically, I know we want to talk about The Mandalorian. You being a huge fan of the Star Wars universe. Um, we're going to take a couple of pictures of some of your collectibles before we get out of here. So we can post that on... Free Your Geeks Instagram page on Free Your Geek, and uh, we also hear your guard dog. You might hear that in the background, but he's he's killing it right now. Or is it she or he? She, she, she. she's killing it right now. I hear
0: her snoring in the background. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah. So, and and as for listeners that may recall uh, being uh, the father of two uh, young ladies who also kind of share in that geekdom, um, we talk about you know. They haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. We were talking a little bit uh, prior. But they have seen uh, episodes, what? Uh,
0: Through seven, uh, halfway through eight. We haven't gone and seen nine yet. Okay. You did see their... um, One got a Poe Dameron helmet. One got a Luke Skywalker uh, fighter pilot helmet for Christmas. We've been
1: having some interesting fighter pilot battles through the house. That's awesome. That's... Well, and I, I just think that with this new iteration, I think we talked about this last time, it's interesting to have more of a female uh, protagonist in, in Rey, as like it almost like, you know, it's, it's cool to bring your kids to watch Star Wars now because of the fact that you have that, that strong female lead. Not that Leia wasn't strong in the original trilogy, but it's just like, this is a Jedi now, you know? This is one that's carrying that lightsaber and the, the lead fighting, you know, the dark side. It's, it's gonna it's it's be kind of cool to have a, a role model in that sense. Uh, for your girls
0: right right um we don't know if we should do a spoiler spoiler uh, we shuffle do first See, before
1: we get too Sol, deep sol's killing yeah there's going to be spoilers for pretty much all of these star wars movies that have been released as of 2019 into 2020 and uh, we're going to be talking spoiling the mandalorian um because we're going to be talking heavily about that but i want to get into yeah so let's 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 jump right into it go ahead yeah wrote.
0: i mean we can get into uh, all of disney plus uh I thought it was pretty funny. The girls were giving you their re- reviews of Disney Plus when uh, when you showed up uh, yeah, reviewing some of the old school nostalgia. They shows. were telling me
1: about Ducktales, and I, I tried to suggest Darkwing Duck, but that's uh, as you pointed out uh, with the carryover characters uh, of Launchpad McQuack and, Quack and uh, Fenton Crackshell, A.K.A. Gizmo Duck. Uh, we need to get that base of DuckTales first before we segue into Darkwing Duck.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's quite a few too. I think the first season is like 58 episodes of DuckTales. It's really hard to get the uh, opening music out of my head whenever they listen to it, so. It uh, just kind of, like, warps you back to 92 or 93 when the Disney Channel came out. Yeah. Yeah, so those are pretty fun. We tried watching a little bit of Tailspin, too, which is a, it's quite the uh, orphan adopted by an airplane pilot who lets him hang out the back of the plane. When I thought this, that was The
1: plane's not even, oh, no longer, I believe, owned by him. But yeah, like he, yeah. It's a, and he's a courier now. Or
0: delivery <coughs> service with the kid hanging out the back, like, cloud surfing. So,
1: so did this predict, like, is it kind of almost like a, a drone in a sense or, or you know? Like it's 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 delivery, but like now you got Kick Cloud Kicker that's following, tailing. I don't know. I thought that that was Kick Cloud Kicker was always like who you wanted to be as a kid. Like that was like the cool kid that's like flying on the back of a plane on a surfboard. Like you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, definitely setting unrealistic expectations. And then
1: have you tried uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers yet?
0: We haven't. We haven't got there yet. They really like um, they really like Ducktales. Like I said, we're trying to get through it, not like. Watch the whole season end to end. Darkwing Duck is great. Uh, yeah, roll them into that one. So and
1: yeah, then lots of good them stuff. Them being on fans levels. of like, uh, you, they also mentioned that this is not on Disney Plus, but uh, DC. What is it? DC Girls. Is it DC, DC Super, uh, superhero girls. Yeah, DC
0: superhero girls. Yeah, on Netflix. Yep, they really like that. I think there's only one season. They watched the whole thing, uh, but they're they're chomping at the bit for the next one. So,
1: so after after they graduate from the Disney afternoon television shows such as DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Chippendale's Dale's Rescue Rangers. What's the next step? Are you going to introduce them to X-Men the animated series? Oh,
0: I've been watching that on my own now, rewatching yeah. it from the um, beginning. Um, it was funny, it was a pretty controversial discussion we were having one day that the 90s animated series is better than the movies.
1: I would, I would agree with a lot of that. A lot of it can be like the, the obviously the animation can be off based on like the, the way, because I remember there's a couple episodes where Rogue's gloves or her hands are actually the color of her gloves, even though she's no longer wearing her gloves. Like you can see some of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that first season, um, starting off with Night of the Sentinels, Enter Magneto, all of that is still like, it's quality. It's definitely very quality. And, yeah. and the voice acting, I think, was was great too.
0: It's, uh, yeah, it, it holds up, which is funny. Like those older shows, you're like a kid. You remember watching as a kid and you're like, oh, maybe I'll turn them on and see like if they hold up. And some of them still hold up. It's, uh, you know, Disney Plus overall, I think they did a lot of stuff well. Um, and we'll get into The Mandalorian in a minute. But they definitely, um, they're, they're, they're doing it well. You can stream um, four things at once from your account. You can have like seven profiles. So we were laughing, right? I mean, the key to streaming is to get a couple of friends and each pay for a different streaming service,
1: and then just share those and passwords. And then just
0: share them, right? Or you can do the people that just generate a new a new thirty day trial every couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, that's um, it get it for free.
0: But uh, Disney Plus, no, lots of lots of good movies and stuff. But we did we laughed about the Simpsons, right? Because the Simpsons is on there, but there's some cropping issues.
1: Yeah, they did. They changed the aspect ratio for a yeah. lot of the the episodes.
0: So there's some cropping issues. Uh, and then I know there's a couple of the X-Men ones that are out of order. They yes, get... I,
1: I did notice that too.
0: Yeah, and so that that can throw you off for, you know, the... Uh...
1: If you're trying to follow the storyline and then all of a sudden, wait a second, this happened, but we've already seen this. Yeah, so...
0: For well, I like to affectionately call us aficionados, mm-hmm. not...
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> um, along those same lines though with The Simpsons, uh, the one thing that I can understand is, and this is a point of contention for me, we were goofing around, a little earlier before we started recording this, like how do we recall certain things? As you mentioned, we mentioned Ducktales and Gizmo Duck and blathering blather. was his password. How how do we how do we remember that and and whatnot? I remember the original theme song to the Aladdin movie, and they updated it uh, a little while because in the original 1992 release, the song Arabian Nights. It, uh, I believe that it goes. Uh, I come from a land of a faraway place where the caravan camels roam, where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. Right. And now the newer version, like once, obviously people complained about that in the society we live in, so they they changed it years and years and years ago, and it's kind of akin to putting uh, Hayden Christensen in as. Uh, Darth Vader at the end of uh, or,
0: or Greedo shooting first and not yes. make yes. Han
1: the smuggler that he is. So they're retconning it. So the new yeah. the, the Aladdin movie now they they changed it. Even on the soundtracks and stuff that you buy, it's they don't put the original version in anymore. It's um, oh I come from a land of a faraway place where the caravan camels roam, where it's uh, big and immense and the heat is intense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's and it's like. Why would being, it being like super hot be like barbaric? That makes no sense to me. But they, they changed that and I, I noticed that, I, I just happened to pop that on Disney Plus and they took the revisionist history with it, which is fine, I get it, they have to. I
0: mean, we can, we can having two little ones, you know, we could get into the, we're not doing our kids any favors by uh, insulating them from some of the by stuff.
1: sheltering but, them and yeah. Yeah, you know. It's, it's it's very really, very really cool, but yeah, Disney Plus has a lot to offer. Now, have you looked? I know we we talked about the nostalgia aspect, and as we were about to get into the Star Wars talk, um, have you taken uh, a look at any of the other like original series, or like uh, I know they have like National Geographic stuff on there. They have um, Jeff Goldblum's like View of the the World. Or, I haven't uh, I started
0: watching his show. That one definitely piqued my interest. Um, he's anytime you see him, if you haven't watched him be interviewed outside of like a movie if you haven't seen jeff goldblum as jeff goldblum he's pretty hilarious um i haven't started watching his show i do want to watch it i watched an interview with him and it was after he did thor ragnarok which i thought he did a great job the grandmaster uh, as the grandmaster he said he flew in he was there for two or three weeks i believe it was a very short run of his scenes but i guess he was um, it was a very fun atmosphere, he said. So I assume that they were going out, partying. You know, you're out with Chris Hemsworth. You know, you're hanging out with. Are um, uh,
1: oh, you gonna make Ruffalo,
0: me go to- Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the other and um, and he said, you know, it was like a whirlwind, and he didn't even like, he didn't remember half of it until he watched the movie, and he was like, wow really amazed you know when he like he leaves and it's like a year and a half of editing and all these things happen all of a sudden you're sitting in a premiere and going wow that was a great job i don't even remember doing uh, that yeah, and it was just, he's just a very he's a very honest he comes across as just you know he doesn't hold back so i'm, I'm looking forward to that show.
1: yeah I'm, I'm very curious to see that and then they also have a really good marvel documentary on that i don't know if you've checked that out
0: i, I haven't got a chance to check it out um with uh with the holidays wrapping up and my job is a little crazy around the holidays, and then now we're into it. We finished the Mandalorian, um, and just been kind of easing into the other <coughs> stuff on Disney. Now here's Plus. a
1: question: We're gonna let's let's start talking about the Mandalorian, but before we kind of get into that, let's talk about as far as your viewing habits on a streaming service. Now, the model is a little bit different for Disney Plus than it is for something like Netflix. For when Netflix drops a new series, all those episodes are good to go right off the bat. You can binge it. Where the Mandalorian, I believe they released every Friday. Friday. It was every
0: Friday except for the Friday of the Rise of Skywalker. It dropped on the Wednesday, right? And then it was a, and then it was ten days until the final episode, which and it was a cliffhanger, so it really upset people. Um, you know, from so I'm I'm a tech person um, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, so you know from the from the point of people binging um, the episodes because they drop them all at once. I think, I think it makes you appreciate it a little bit more if they're dropping it um, on a weekly basis versus you're, you're putting it in there and there are people that are just gonna stay up and they're gonna blow through the whole thing and then it's gonna be on the internet in 10 minutes, right? And I think I don't, I don't actually have a problem with them releasing it week to week. It gives you something to look forward to, full disclosure. Um, I like wake up kind of early so most Fridays I would wake up at like six in the morning <laughs> and if uh, if I was home alone or my kids were still asleep, I would watch it before I got out of bed in the morning um, start the day off right like see, you know just it's like, like oh this is so cool get, get you in a positive mindset before you I go mean some of the episodes put you in a positive mindset. Right. Other episodes yeah, you you're back and forth right so I mean and we say it again, we're going to be heavily uh, spoiler. I was. I
1: was just about to say. So let's let's delve into it a little bit. Um, I I don't know if you want to just do a series overview, or I just want to. Do you want to just go start with your thoughts, like just overall thoughts of the entire series as a whole? Yeah, I mean, we can. So. So as mentioned, we're going to go into spoiler territory here and solve from a fifty thousand foot view for those who have not. Aren't familiar with the Mandalorian or the Star Wars universe? Let's let's give them just a, like a, a quick sales pitch of what they need to know. Again, we're going to be spoiling the the plot line of the first uh, season, but just to give you those that don't really care or aren't too familiar, and we want to get a little bit of a deeper dive. Saul, I'll kind of uh... sure. So I mean, and for for a high level, right? So
0: for those of you that might like some of the space westerns like Firefly, or um, some of the more gritty space. Shows Farscape stuff that doesn't really um, adhere to, you know, the Star Trek, Star Wars kind of clean, um, clean universe. I guess I would say um, this: the Mandalorian takes place at the end of the Empire's reign in the Star Wars universe. Mandalore is a planet um, that, during the initial Clone Wars, was a highly contested planet their people are uh, a very clan specific warrior race, but they were all wiped out during the Clone Wars. Um, They come up a lot in a lot of the Star Wars expanded universe, as I guess they call it now, because some is still canon and other is not. Um, If you watch uh, the Star Wars Clone Wars series, which the next season's coming out also on Disney Plus, there's a ton on Mandalore. Um, if you watch Star Wars Rebels, one of the uh, main characters in Star Wars Rebels, she is Mandalorian. So they expand on that culture in this show. The protagonist of the show, who they just uh, effectively call the Mandalorian for most of the show, he uh, and his people have pretty much gone into hiding They work on the fringes of society in uh, mostly in a bounty hunter or uh, mercenary capacity. Similar to Boba Fett who was made famous in the movies because he had Mandalorian armor and there's, we could go into a long debate about if Boba Fett is truly a Mandalorian. Although, uh, you know, Mandalore is more of a creed than a people. They say it in the show. Um, But the show examines these individuals who have kind of been displaced at the end of this uh, empire's reign and there's still pockets of warlords and generals that still have all the all the toys of war and they've kind of carved out their little fiefdoms in the galaxy as the new republic begins to to strengthen itself and kind of bring the galaxy back to some kind of civil um order and and the Pedro Pascal's character, the Mandalorian, operates on the fringe in a bounty hunter role uh, with the Bounty Hunters Guild and they're working. And he starts off uh, on a very high profile mission.
1: And then it introduces us to the new star of the internet, I guess, as they call him. Yes. uh, And I refuse to call him Baby Yoda. Yes. He's going to be referred to as the child.
0: The child or the asset, as they call him. So um, the child who is the same race as Yoda, which they don't say Yoda's race in the movies. Um, There's only one other of Yoda's race. And it's a female in the original, um, in the Phantom Menace she's seen sitting on the council um, and so it's her and Yoda are the only two of her race that you really see um, was there a tryst did she she wasn't in the Clone Wars or uh, Revenge of the Sith so maybe she left and that is
1: Yoda's baby though that could be because again as we mentioned spoilers uh, the child is very force sensitive yes yes um, and the, and
0: Yoda who they, they allude to eight hundred years of training Jedi. His race is very long-lived. Um, they allude to the child being about fifty years old.
1: Right, and still being uh, essentially a, a toddler.
0: Right, right, and and a lot of you know a lot of conjecture on the internet, right, would put him at fifty. He's about the same age as Anakin Skywalker. Um, at if he were still alive at this point after the fall of the Empire, when because this is this happens a few years after. Um, the fall of the Empire? Yes. Before The Force Awakens again, uh, before that movie jumps into the timeline. So they're saying this child is, you know, oh, he's the same age as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Could this be the child that brings balance, right? So, um, you know, just a shout out to Jon Favreau, you know, before we get too deep into the Mandalorian, um, you know, uh, one of my favorite actors, directors from all the way back, you know, um, everything he touches, right? We laugh, he, you know, I'm a huge Iron Man fan. Um, just started the MCU off with a bang. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's done everything. We laughed, right? Christmas just came. Whose favorite Christmas movie isn't Elf? Right. I mean, I love Elf, right? right? Instant classic. It was out for a year. It came out in what, 2000 something? Yeah. Instant, instant classic that's on every Christmas.
1: Yep. I'd it's, it's, I, I put that akin to the same as a, like a Christmas story. Yeah, you know, I like mean, as far as like every I, year.
0: I think as far as Christmas comedies go, I would put it right there with National Lampoons. It's a mm-hmm. different, you know, it's Type more of, of a, yeah. I mean, it's not realistic because spoiler alert, you know, it's, it has Santa and stuff in it, which might not be super realistic.
1: Spo- so yeah, yeah, hey, like. Dude. Santa spoiler. Yeah, yeah, hey guys. So um, a little
0: there. more, a little more Kid friendly too, though than Christmas Vacation, so just a an all around good movie. But um, you know what he's done for The Mandalorian with these eight episodes, pulled in tons of um, friends and people that he's worked with, right? You know, I I'm, I'm, was jotting down all my all my favorite cameos, and there's tons. Well, that's
1: what, yeah. Let's let's uh, let's let's talk about the cameos in a second, but I want to talk about so ba- essentially the plot line to start off is the pilot episode. You know, he's uh, the the Mandalorian, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. uh, is supposed to take care of this asset and bring this asset back. And another character has um, the kind of the uh, motive to assassinate the asset.
0: Right. Yeah. So they they do say, you know, um, it's a dead or alive kind of contract. Um, One of the the opening sequence of The Mandalorian, which, you know, is great, is... um, you're uh warm or cold. You're coming with me. I think it's right. how I he says the, it, yeah. um, which is, you know, a great line. Um, and then he, he realized that he's not the only person looking for this asset, which turns out to be a child. So they do introduce, um, bounty hunter robots, uh, Trandoshans come in. We see Jawas. I, I looked it up before you came over and there's over 57 different Easter eggs not even showing you like, not even like the characters that they roll in that are out there. Um, That's cool. But there's like 57 different Easter eggs that you have to really be looking for to see. Um, That just makes it, it makes it so, uh, so just accessible, right? To anyone who likes a little bit of Star Wars. You know, there's people that like (coughs) some of the Star Wars movies, not all of them. Right. you know, I have friends that they really like Rogue One because there's no lightsabers and no crazy stuff. Right. Um, spoiler alert: there is a lightsaber in this, even yes. though they said there weren't going to be. Yes. We'll get to that at the very end. Okay. Okay. But um, the
1: well, way they ended the the last episode was was very. And to your point, though, so depending on how immersed you are with the Easter eggs, specifically, how immersed you are within this world. It's almost like if you're not a big Star Wars fan, but you you have like a passing interest or or casual fan, if you will, mm-hmm. it'll be like, oh, this is a really cool series. But if you have that, like that, you know, if you're very, for lack of a better term, passionate about this universe, if you're very into this universe, all those little Easter eggs are just like little extra like dollops of, you know, it's like sprinkles on your ice cream or, or you know, a little extra whipped cream or hot fudge because it's like, to me, it's like you and I can watch the same thing. You, who has a, a deeper love of Star Wars than I do, you would notice a couple more Easter eggs and that would kind of almost cement the, your love for it even more because it's speaking to you on a different level because now it's like, wow, this is stuff for the true fans where it might go right over my head being more of a casual, if you will.
0: Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot in the, you know, obviously Disney, I think Disney, or maybe it was more the team that made it. I don't want to give you know the overarching umbrella of Disney the credit because I think John Favreau just had a great team working with him and him and David Filoni just kind of they, they hit the marks and Disney I guess gave them free reign, you know um, or enough to, to do a good job. But I mean I have friends and, and older friends who they enjoy the original series. Uh, the original run trilogy and then the newer trilogies and then the newest trilogy they're like yeah it's you know it's good it's fun and then they've watched the mandalorian and they and they feel like it moves from the return of the jedi right into it and it's it feels natural
1: for your geek is proud to be part of the 4041 media family so check it out at 4041media.com And listen to Free Your Geek. Or if you're a fan of movies, check out Movie Theater Time Machine. Or if you want to know why some sickos do the crimes that they do, check out the Psych Your Crime podcast. 4041 Media. By listeners. For listeners. No living thing has seen me without my helmet since I swore the creed. I am not a living thing. This is a back to spray. It will heal you in a matter of hours. You have suffered damage to your central processing unit. And welcome back to Free Your Geek. And as we went into break, we were going to talk about some of the characters that we liked in The Mandalorian. Uh, But before we get there, uh, I have a quick story to tell you. But before that, I want to just say, so let's just talk about the overall how the series kind of led into like its end. And then we'll talk about some of our favorite episodes and characters but how what, what where do they leave off as far as uh the asset as far as the mandalorian um like wh- where where do you see so cliffhanger it ended on the cliffhanger let's, right. let's go there so he's now trying to uh reunite the child with its species so that's what i'm assuming where they're going to go
0: for. i mean the the mandalorian and the asset now have to figure out you know what's next for them but obviously the the warlord at the end, and um, uh, you you have him up there. The um,
1: I don't, but I can look the
0: actor up. who who plays the um, who always plays the bad guy.
1: <laughs> so I think you are uh, talking about uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who played Moff Gideon. Yes, is that who we're talking about? Yeah, so
0: Moff Gideon at the end uh, shows up in his Tie Fighter with the uh, with the interesting landing struts. I like the the fold up wings. The, you know, you watch the movies and, you know, you're watching the movies and you watch Rise of Skywalker, obviously, which we can maybe segue a little bit at the end and uh, talk about Rise of Skywalker. But the production level was not campy or I mean, it, it felt just as well shot. Um, the special effects, everything felt on par with the movies, which I think. Really helps you also seamlessly transition into into it and feel like you're immense in the same universe. I mean, obviously, the sets and the props were all uh, very similar, right? They did go to Tatooine, so you, that you is have true. to you have to go to Tatooine at least once.
1: They spent a large sum of money, 13 producing this. On so, eight episodes. so I don't know how true this is. This so with the the news story I wanted to bring up to you. This is on uh, CNET uh and they 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 reference it as baby yoda but uh just to give you a, a brief synopsis oh the cost of the puppet the cost of the puppet uh actor adam pally he was played one of the, the troopers that punched had to punch uh the child in one of the scenes oh i
0: thought it was, i think it was jason sudeckis was the um was the one who had him in the bag right and then i don't i don't know who the other one i was. think it was
1: adam pally jason uh,
0: Sadekis was getting uh was getting death threats yeah from yeah. people he knew yeah, He said, I didn't know who that... He's like, I didn't know. I wasn't watching the show. It was just a little green thing in a right, bag. Right.
1: We, we don't know what's going on. But yeah, Pal, Pally seemingly took a, a big swing when he punched the little green guy in the first take. So Favreau let him know how much the puppet was worth. He said to him, he said, I just want to let you know that this is the hero, Yoda, and it costs like five million. So while I want you to hit it, I just want you to know that. And that's what Favreau ended up to- telling. And it's just like, so apparently, you know... It made him nervous on the next take, but I just think like the amount of money they're sinking into this is insane. Mm.
0: Yeah, it it's and it's great though because you didn't see um you know, even with IG eleven, the the bounty hunter robot, um nothing seemed like it was computer added afterwards. Right. It all was very well done. Mm -hmm. And and obviously I I read the store that article I thought it wouldn't have been that much. I mean, they moved, and sometimes he's being held, so you assume like there's like a puppeteer, right. like a hand up his butt or something. But um, I mean.
1: That's how they do it, folks.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's where, you gotta, that's where you gotta put it. Um, just really well done. And it, it, you know, everyone's looking now for Yoda stuff. You, you were talking about Shameless. There's this store. Shameless plug. Shameless plug, there's a store where you can make your own stuffed animal. It's called B.A.B. and it's really expensive and apparently they get Yoda.
1: Rhymes with Schmear.
0: Yeah, seriously, it rhymes with empty your wallet. <laughs> if you want an $80 stuffed animal.
1: <laughs> but I, it's funny, you brought up IG-11. Mm. That, this to, that to me is like, other than the main characters and uh, uh, Cara Dune, like, yeah. IG-11 to me was the star of this show because this is a show, and I, I, I forget where I heard it, but it's, it's where you start off in the first episode you hate this this bounty hunter because yes. he's trying to exterminate the child. And then he gets reprogrammed and he sacrifices himself at the end yes. to protect the child. And it's like, you go from hating him in the first episode to bawling your eyes out and being sad for this robot, yeah. this android. You know, I, I
0: really a, enjoyed the seventh episode too. So the seventh and eighth episode is a two-parter. No spoilers, but um, I, they called the seventh episode like the A-team episode. Okay. They kind of like got yep. everybody back together from the Round first season. Round up those season. troops. They rounded everybody up for an
1: A-team moment. And then in addition, so the, were those just a, in my mind, seven and eight? Were those your two favorite episodes of the, or do you have do you have a favorite episode?
0: You know, I mean, it's tough. Uh, so, full disclosure, I think I watched most of the episodes at least twice, um, you know, watching the previous episode to get the next one. Um, the sixth episode on the prison ship, I think the sixth episode was the prison ship. I really like that. Um, that, that. Mark Mark Boson Jr. from Sons of Anarchy, I love him. He was the like leader of that um, smuggler ship. And then the X-Wings and the Y-Wings at the end. Um, that whole twist was really good. Seeing seeing the Mandalorian fight the droids on the ship, that was some of the best action sequences, I think, seeing that, him one-on-one. If
1: that's the one, that's my favorite episode as well.
0: The, the, when they're going to break the Because it has Bill, Burr, out.
1: Yeah. Bill Burr in it. And it's yeah. just that, that cracked me up, like oh, just seeing him.
0: So many good people. I mean, you don't, you don't get five minutes into the first episode, and Horatio Sands... Mm-hmm. In full makeup that you wouldn't mm-hmm. even know it was him until later I'm going through the list and like going like, oh, this guy's really funny. It's Horatio Sands in full makeup. Like, you don't see him, right? And it's just, it's funny, all these people that want to do cameos, but they want to be in full makeup because they love people not knowing who they are, right? I don't know if you watched any of um, Seth MacFarlane's show... The space show that he did oh yeah
1: I, I I've seen some of it but I haven't seen oh yeah yet. so
0: the, the, the first two seasons are really good and now I'm I'm drawing a blank for the name
1: well I will I will mention the name while you're while you're uh, explaining your your, your point to that, but so. but
0: that um there's Jason Alexander on Seth MacFarlane's show and um um you met him at comic-con who played the tick um
1: Patrick oh, Warburton, yep, yep, yep. and
0: all the famous people wear full makeup. And you're um, thinking of the Orville. The Orville, right? Yeah, it's not a uh, the Orville, right? Yeah, Orville Wright is also the the space guy, but uh, the uh, the plane person, but not the Wright brothers. Orville, yeah, the the popcorn show. Yeah, not, not, the, not the
1: popcorn. dude. No,
0: but gr- that's a great show too. Uh, if you haven't watched the Orville, it it's funny, but they also tackle some really deep, uh, really deep trekian kind of episodes for Seth MacFarlane to really dive into that. And I know that it was he put it to Fox and was like, I'll sign up for three or four more seasons mm-hmm. of Family Guy if you let me make this show that I really want to make. Which is a good show. If you haven't seen totally. it, watch it. But um, yeah, some, so going back to The Mandalorian, um, amazing. every. Yeah, I'm episode. looking at your
1: notebook of names here. And yeah. I'm actually pulling up some at the same.
0: I mean, so we said, right, Nick Nolte yeah. as the um, the Ugnaught. Um, he was, I mean... How many people now use the term? So if you have, if you've seen the memes, the Ugnat is the um, the short, uh, stocky fellow. He's got like these these jowls and a mustache. That's Nick Nolte. You can't even tell it's him. He's supposed to look half the size of the Mandalorian. So there's a lot of trick photography,
1: um, forced perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah, really great. And uh, his his key phrase in the whole show is "I have spoken." And it's just it just ends every conversation. It now has become the the moniker of people who it's just the want mic to end. drop. I have spoken. Yeah, Walk away. I have spoken. But his his best performance since the first forty eight hours. I mean, I don't even know what Nick Nolte's been in in the past ten or fifteen years. No. Didn't know it was him and the voice kind of caught me. And you know, you do that, you watch the episode and then you're like, Who was that? And you're like, Nick Nolte's coming mm-hmm. out of nowhere yeah. to do like a five episode run of the mandalorian right i don't think we're going to see him next season but um there's it was, it's was a good it was a good
1: great cameo for those it, those it episodes. was amazing
0: right and uh
1: i also see on your paper and i, I pulled her up to uh ming na wen oh love, love fans her. fans of agents of shield you know yeah. with that like again she's she happens she's playing she plays a uh she plays what, typical ming na wen
0: i mean yeah, does she never Fennec not play Shand. a badass
1: yes yeah, no totally she, badass. she
0: always plays a badass um Another one arc. She got to be on Tatooine, though. She was, mm-hmm. the, she was the Tatooine. Um, I forget who played the other Bounty Hunter with him um, in that episode, but uh, Ming-Na Wen stole
1: that episode. Yeah, absolutely. She's um, totally badass. And we, we mentioned no makeup. IG-11 yeah. and uh, voiced by Taiko Waititi. Oh, yeah. So, of course, like, you know, you, fans of Thor Ragnarok, we were talking about that yep. before we started recording. And it's just you know he voiced Korg and now he's voicing IG Eleven and yeah, not yeah. only is he a great director but apparently he's a great voice actor too. Yeah,
0: and you know they they I love that they tap each other and you can just picture you know getting that call from John Favreau hey I'm doing this Star Wars show and it's like uh, say no more I'm in whatever you're doing I'm in I'll, I'll hold a boom mic if I have to I'm in I love right it. Um, but I mean as far as the main right Gina Carano as Cara Dune amazing great job. I mean, I loved her in Deadpool. Yep. Um, she's just, she's, she's obviously a very athletic. She did what, Emma,
1: she was MMA. UFC? Uh, I believe UFC, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So very, uh, very, and, and she she tosses people around.
1: And, and that goes back to our point a little earlier that we were talking before we started recording, you know, being a dad, uh, having two small girls like you do, it's like, it's cool to see like another character who, you know, she's not, scantily clad oh no she's she's she's, she's all about uh we, we have some like ambience ambiance going on right now <laughs> i think now.
0: that's a reminder going off on somebody's i think that's my kid's smart watch so circling back to so car dune right the female the lead female protagonist yeah uh,
1: she's just very she's a strong woman you know what i mean she's not doesn't have to be scantily clad or dress provocatively she's just going in she's badass she kicks ass she's got um her kind of moral compass is set right, you know what I mean. So it's it's a great. We talked a little earlier about Rey being kind of almost like a female, you know, like bringing girls into the Star Wars universe. Yep. I think this is a continuation of that, seeing another strong female to do that.
0: Yeah, and that, I mean it's important to to not make the roles gender biased, right? I mean Ming na Wen, another one. Every show she's in, she's tough. She usually hands at least half the, half the guys on the show a beating. Um, so, Gina Carano, um, you know, one of the first episode that you see her character, her and the Mandalorian, get into a little squabble. And then you see Baby Yoda just kind of standing there uh, watching them fight and just kind of looking at them like uh, laughing at them. Because you don't really know how the fight was going to end between the two of them. They kind of leave it in a cliffhanger like, ooh. Who would have I, won I, that battle? I, you know, the Mandalorian has the armor on and the helmet But she got blind spots. She looked Mm -hmm. a little more nimble, you know. So they they allude to her um, ex-Republic shock trooper uh, history, dropping in when the Republic was still fully mopping up the Empire, killing people. So she's obviously uh, an elite soldier who's now kind of just wandering around the galaxy because there's not that many jobs left for... uh, you know, political assassins or whatever they call their shock troopers that they drop right. in on these people. But, um, yeah, very, very, very interesting character. She plays her very well. Um, so hopefully she comes back in season two. Um, IG-11, though, definitely did did steal the show. Um, and, the, and the R2 unit in the last episode with the legs, when everyone, they said there was a collective gasp. When the when the unit stood up and you're like, that R2 unit has legs. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, whoa. No one no one anywhere was expecting that one. So
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean you, you watch it and me personally and other people that I've spoken with, it's you you don't think it could be as good as it was. And you're you're like continuously surprised, not
1: disappointed. Right, and you mentioned, uh, to me, it's very similar to Rogue One in the sense that you can kind of keep it almost as a separate entity and it's not tied into a larger narrative of the Star Wars universe because Rogue One could work essentially as a standalone film other than the fact that they kind of bleed in to Episode 4 at the end of that movie where, you know, Episodes 4, 5, and 6 all follow the same characters, the same storyline, and it's they have the prequels and, and you know, uh, Episodes uh, 7, 8, and 9. However, like, I think the Mandalorian is, it doesn't really touch base with any character per se, other than the Yoda species, really. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can, you can, you still have all the locations, but you don't have to watch any of the previous properties to, to enjoy the Mandalorian.
0: Right, right. And then you just have to know, I mean, there is the, there's a little bit of the force.
1: Right. Um, But that kind of goes back to what we are saying. As a casual fan, you can pick that up and just be like, I'm watching this. Oh, this is really cool. This might be my foot in the door to the Star Wars universe. And for those that are already very immersed in that world, it's kind of like, oh, this is all like, you know, Easter egg type stuff that makes me want to like really enjoy and expand on that world.
0: Right. And then, you know, spoiler for Rise of Skywalker, you know, they dropped the seventh episode of The Mandalorian right on the Wednesday before... Rise of Skywalker came out. And you see Baby Yoda use a force move that Rey uses in the Rise of Skywalker, which you, have, you haven't you have seen in the movies. Right.
1: So, And we're going to spoil it. So basically Rey and, uh, in Rise of Skywalker, the, she uses the force to heal. Right. Yeah. Heal wounds. And we see the child, aka Baby Yoda, doing that also. So it's almost like a precursor. So it's kind of almost, to me, like a way that I think that Whoever came up with that idea knew that would almost be contested in Rise of Skywalker. Like, come on, we've never seen the Force do that. But they kind of like, because of the time The Mandalorian takes place, it kind of like almost shoehorns it and it's a backdoor like, yeah, here's another piece of the Force that you didn't know existed that you could do.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they talk about it in the expanded universe quite a bit, but then the jokes kind of circle back to, you know, uh, the Clone Wars movie when Anakin sees his mom and why didn't he force heal her? Right. You know, and maybe he didn't learn that yet. You know, he was more concerned with lightsaber skills and, and piloting than learning
1: that, right? And it's just... And speaking of lightsabers, you you kind of uh, gave a, a little breadcrumbs. There's a, a lightsaber in The Mandalorian. Yeah,
0: so, so we talked about um, Moff Gideon at the end. Um, and he brings out one of the more iconic lightsaber variants from the expanded universe called the Darksaber, right? Which um, they they bring it up a lot in Star Wars, the Clone Wars animated series from um, the early th- 2000s that they're bringing out a seventh season of now with Disney Plus to kind of tie in the end of the series into where Revenge of the Sith lives off, uh, leaves off because Rebels tied into... Um, some of those characters in the Rebels animated series where that tied into A New Hope and and those movies. So the Darksaber, for those uh, who don't know, there was a Mandalorian who became a Jedi uh, in the older Republic era, uh, pre-Phantom Menace and Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader and helping destroy the Republic. But uh, many years before, there was a Mandalorian who became... A Jedi and his saber he created that was black in color and looked a little bit different and then when he left the Jedi order it became a a symbol of the leader of the planet of Mandalore and they kind of they allude to it in quite a few episodes of the Clone Wars the Mandalorians fight over who has a saber and then also in rebels it comes up again Um, so then at the end, you see, because the, the planet of Mandalore has pretty much been, I don't know if it's abandoned or how, how they have it in, in the Mandalorian show, but it's pretty much not existent anymore. The people are kind of scattered, but Moff Gideon cuts his way out of his crash TIE fighter uh, after the Mandalorian uses his jetpack. Because, I mean, if you're a Mandalorian and you don't have a jetpack, what you know, kind of Mandalorian? Anyway. Uh, you're, yeah, you're kind of like a
1: you're like B-level Mandalorian, right? right? Um, so this actually takes you to a higher level. Yeah. Bad pun. Bad pun. Uh, I, I mean, I think
0: it was great the way they did the armor. Um, you'll see the armorer. I forget the the woman who plays the armor in the show.
1: Um, I can't think of her name. I can't think of her name she either. Was Look awesome. her up.
0: She and, and she's a very Uh, attractive actress i I like i remember the voice and they were they don't take their uh their helmets off at all um pedro pascal was in a bunch of the set photos at the end of rap and did not take his helmet off um you actually only see his face once in the entire first season which is great Um, and not to him you know those little head turns and the way he slips his shoulders and the way he he reacts. It conveys a lot for someone who's wearing a bucket for the entirety of the season, right? I mean, he conveyed more than Kristen Stewart did in all the Twilight movies, right? With a bucket on his head. So just a great, great job acting there.
1: I agree. I agree. And I, I love, like, the the.
0: Uh, Spoiler the, alert. The respect. Don't watch Twilight.
1: Right, right. No, I was going to say, I've never seen Twilight. But no, I was going to say the respect that he had for... The uh, mystique of the character, you know, like this is the the kind of the character's origin. This is their beliefs. So I'm going to adhere to that, yes. like almost like a um, what do you call it when an actor, you know, is uh, method, method it's yes. a method acting type thing. Um, but in conclusion, let's let's wrap this up. I want to, we want to talk about because this is just popped into my head. Moving forward, season two, and using Disney Plus as on the whole, with the way that Rise of Skywalker ended. It is my understanding that these characters uh poe finn ray they're not going to be getting any other movies moving down the pipeline we also know similar to star wars the marvel universe under the disney umbrella are doing a bunch of series um uh, wandavision so and they're going to be doing a even though it's being delayed a little bit they're doing a a hawkeye series can you see some of the major but major characters such as like a Poe Dameron, could you see like a, a full Disney Plus series just on Poe with that actor doing like a whole, like maybe a 10 episode series about what he does after the end of Rise of Skywalker?
0: Yeah, I, I think Disney with the with the breadth of their license, right? The amount of crossover ability that they have and... You know the sets are built and the beauty of the new level of cgi is you can take those existing layers that they've already built on a computer and put them in because um, we said you know even the space scenes with the ships flying around looked like you were watching any of the movies
1: right i Absolutely. mean better than
0: the original trilogy probably better than um the prequel trilogy with phantom menace and clone wars and revenge of the sith um you know equal to if not above and beyond that, right? So you see a lot of those. I mean, Disney follows the money. I, I think with the streaming service doing as well as it is, Mandalorian had the top streaming show spot until The Witcher came out. Yep. Um, so they, they're they going to follow the money. I mean, people want to see Kylo Ren and how he fell. People still want to see Ray. I don't think they're gonna write off anything in the realm of what's gonna generate revenue for them.
1: I agree. So all in all, I think there's gonna be plenty more Star Wars on the Disney Plus streaming service. I just, I don't know.
0: Oh, I, I think, you know, they, they've obviously already greenlit a second season. They haven't said how many episodes. Um, there's the, the seventh season of Clone Wars is coming out. Um, I mean, Star Wars content alone on there, there's hours and hours and, you know, John Favreau, with what he's done with the Mandalorian, I know there's a push, like, give him the next trilogy because it was going to somebody, I forget who it was going to originally, and then they pulled, and now it's back and forth and they're talking a prequel trilogy to the Old Republic, which is about a thousand years before um, Palpatine and the Rise of the Empire, but is why I think they they chose to introduce spoiler alert in Rise of Skywalker the Sith homeworld mm-hmm. where the Sith originally um, came out of because there was in the Old Republic which is still canon the Old Republic uh, timeline the the war between the Sith and the Republic where it was um, you know mostly the Jedi Force users who were you know predominantly not highly evil yeah so. Um, the, I guess it's still up in the air and, and things will move as they do with Disney, right? Um, to who gets the next group of Star Wars movies, but they're saying uh, 2022, 2024, and 2026. So the next three Star Wars movies. And it's 2020, so they got to start filming in the next... They have to do something. They So uh, I, I say give it to John Favreau. Maybe we could start I uh, agree. You know, free your geek... Uh,
1: Petition. Maybe yeah. we can get John Favreau say, okay, on the podcast. Okay, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah, that'd be great. Let's. We need a couple more subscribers and a couple more downloads, but I think we could do that. Say
0: this to your friends. Yes. Get John Favreau on for your geek.
1: You know what I could say? I could say, uh, "Hey, John, you need to do the Free Your Geek. This is, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way." And with that, let's wrap up this episode. Saul, thanks again for being on. Um, anything you want to plug? Anything uh, what, what, you want to check out? Uh, Saul's. Uh, comic book collection. We'll put that up on the Free Your Geek Instagram. Oh, Star Wars. His Star Wars uh, issue ones that we he has. We'll, we'll take a look at some of those. And a couple of his Star Wars collectibles can also be found on Instagram at Free Your Geek. Some Christmas highlights.
0: Yes. The nostalgia factor of when you get your parents shopping for your kids and you said, well, I, I would play with that.
1: Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a picture
0: of you in one of the helmets before you go.
1: Uh, that's not yeah. gonna happen, but I'd appreciate that I, I like the idea. I like the idea. But yes, thank you for being on. And uh, until next time, folks. This This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.